What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Dusty Dimes. Uh, it's actually episode six, which is awesome because it's been flying by. Uh, it's, since it's Monday, I'll tell you what, we got a good topic. Uh, we're talking about Monday meltdowns. Um, but before we even get into that, we actually have a new sponsor that I would love to bring up first, if that's cool with you. Yeah, that's good, man. Go ahead. So for some of you guys that are coming into playoffs um, and that are actually growing beards or have beards, we actually know a very good company called Bear Beards. Um, it's a small company that's starting out, but they have a phenomenal products. Uh, if you check them out on Facebook or actually Etsy.com, they have the essentials such as oils, bombs that keep your beard looking uh, fresh and healthy, especially during playoffs or even during regular season. Uh, if you actually use uh, Gong Show 10, that's our promo code on Etsy.com. So you'll get 10% off your entire purchase. So Again, go give them a look on Facebook. They're called Bear Beards, B-A-R-E-B-E-A-R-D-S. That's on Facebook or Etsy. So before we get started, I just want to give them a shout out because they're our newest uh, sponsor and we appreciate you guys for giving us that look. So yeah, thanks guys. Again, go on Facebook or Etsy, give them a look and then use Gong Show 10 as a promo code and you'll get 10% off your purchase. So anyway, let's get back on topic real quick. Monday meltdowns, man. Holy fuck, man. What a weekend of fucking meltdowns. <laughs> I'm glad some of the videos you sent me through. Uh, we, we get a lot of videos uh, from actually your viewers and listeners on uh, Instagram. Yeah, let me, and, let, me, let me interrupt you real quick, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Regarding these fucking videos, okay? If you send a video in, okay, and you tell me to keep it confidential, I'm going to keep it confidential. So if you're bitching and complaining about videos that were put up of your team and your coach, don't act like a fucking asshole. And oh, then we'll get put up. And, and, and the worst part is, is like you bitching just makes me want to like, not necessarily call you out, but it's like, why are you acting like a dumbass in the first place? Yeah, some, some kid was like, oh, I'm going to sue you for what? It's a fucking video of hockey. Timeout. Was it copyrighted? No, no. no. Suck my ass. So I'm not, I'm not taking anything down. Okay. You know, and yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. If you want to act like that, you're going to get put on blast. It's the bottom line. Welcome to the 21st century. If you don't like it, get the fuck out. Yep, but hey, get baby. That's kind of like the whole like, um, yeah, oh my god, actually, people about bitching. Sean Avery, I'll oh. tell you what, beauty for going off on Islanders fans. Uh, yeah, I, I listen. I, I get it. You know, he's bitching about you know Islanders fans and whatever. But the guy's like, he literally has no right to fucking say anything. Nothing. Well, he was a scumbag. I get that. But straight same- up fucking scumbag. You know, he was a fucking lousy teammate for everybody. You know, like for every team that we, he was on, you know, he, he was just a piece of fucking shit. And you want to sit there complaining about John Tavares leaving? Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, but I, I think ahead. like I think in a sense, though, it's kind of one of those things that he's just trying to stick up for him and like kind of call out the Islander city as a joke. Because like, think about it. You, you literally lose one of your best players. And you're you're gonna talk shit on because he wants to better himself in his career. Like yeah. that's just a scumbag organization for doing that. And like I'm not talking shit on the Islanders organization as like a whole. It's just the fans are just being pieces of shit. It's oh, like they- it's like trying to say Claude Drew leaving the Flyers and we're gonna talk shit on him after everything he's done for us. I'm not gonna do that. No, not at all. You know, and it's like you, you sit there. It's in every fucking sport. It's the bottom line. You know, these fans gotta put their selves in John, John DeFaris' shoes. Like, you know. They're just selfish-ass fans, man. It is. It is Like, the guy's bettering himself 
excuse me, it's in it, somebody offered them like just say like 1.5 million to go play somewhere. They're going to jump right on it to leave that fucking organization. Oh, 100%. I get it. Like, you know, and there's pros and cons with it, too, is John Tavares. Great hockey player. Shitty fucking arena. Have you ever been in the Coliseum? Oh, yeah. Holy Unfort- fuck, man. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's like then- playing in a goddamn fucking alleyway. It's it's <laughs> it sucks. And then you go to the Barclays Center, and then it's like it looks yeah. like it's a Euro fucking arena. Like you just look at it, they're trying to sell a car. You know, and 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 Sean Avery to fucking bitch about him. You know, like the guy fucking for example, like Sean Avery one time. You know, it, it came out that he would sit himself in the hallway in between periods with his fucking earbuds in his goddamn ears, listening to music or discussing movies or fucking, you know, fucking projects he's doing in the middle of a fucking NHL game. Who does that? Yeah, no, you got a point there. Who I mean, I can't, that? I can't he, argue that. He fucking he wear he was wearing shorts with sports coat in preseason games. Come on, man, you're a fucking pro athlete that these fucking kids supposedly look up to you, and you're gonna go do that. Go fuck yourself, Sean. Go fuck yourself. There's a reason why he blocked me on fucking Twitter, and this is why because he's a fucking piece of shit. Hey, listen, it happens, you know. At least he, at least you let him know how you feel. I mean, at least you're not hiding your feelings. I hate the people that are like. Oh, I fucking hate him one day, but yet the next day you get him on your team, you're fucking sucking him off. Yeah, and he goes and he goes and bashes these fucking Islanders fans. Like, I I get it, but you have no fucking room to talk. You have none, none at all. You know, um, you made your you made your fucking point in the NHL for being a fucking scumbag, and that's what you made your name for. You're all just let's just move the Islanders, man. Get them out of New York. Let the Rangers the just be the New York it. team, dude. That'd be sick. Quebec. I would pay for that. I mean, you know, the three dollar and seventy cents I have in my account, but I'd pay for that. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Someone better Venmo me. I'll I'll find a way. But um I'll tell you what, it's kinda like one of those things too, like even going into younger aspect of hockey, it's like you can't just embarrass not your organization, but even coaching staff, stuff like that. Like dude, some of the videos that we've been getting sent in, it's just like the whole for instance, like that coach just having a meltdown just fucking tossing twigs everywhere on the ice it's like bro like what are you doing in 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 a 2-2 game there's nine and there's nine shots on one side and four on the other i was like in a 2-2 game and you're gonna go pull it you know i got the story behind supposedly like that team that he was coaching got uh 23 penalties or something like that but the first six minutes of the game i guess I, i but you know as a coach you know, you, you want to sit there, you, I get it. You know, my, my kids will tell me, you know, throughout my coaching career and even now with, with our guys is, yeah, I, I like to fucking chirp and talk shit. You know what I mean? But like, I'm not going to sit there and fucking throw sticks and fucking, you know, throw garbage can out on the ice or sticks out on the ice because it's just, it's, it's the, the kids will fucking imitate what you do, especially at that level, a youth level. You know, you're going to sit there and tell the ref to go fuck himself. Then you got a 13-year-old telling the ref to go fuck himself. Come on, man. I would, You know what I would love to see a coach do? If you're going to have a meltdown, right, you should just pull, like, an MLB move. Kind of, like, steal the bases, but, like, go steal the pegs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go steal the pegs, man. Because think about that. You're going to come down on a two-on-one. You're a goaltender. All you got to do is just get a butterfly and push back. Nets off. Can't even get a goal. Yeah. I would. Oh, my God. I would be so pissed. And the and the in this in this stay on this topic about embarrassing players and coaches and you know to go back on the fucking parents is it was two weeks ago we we had a game up in uh, in Philly and some kid some kid got hurt in a corner he it was a check or whatever and mm-hmm. he got hurt in a corner 
you know, and you have these fucking fans, and you know, you know where we we play, where you know you have the fucking awning looking over over top of the ice, right? Yep. They're sitting there talking shit to these this fucking kid that got boarded and he's hurt. Just fucking embarrassing. How I looked up at him, I go, have some fucking class already. The kid's fucking hurt, and it was it, you had fucking three or three or four of our one of our guys were with us. And it was like you could hear a pin drop. Everybody, it just got awkward for him, and they just shut the fuck up. Like the kids yeah. fucking hurt. The kids fucking hurt, and you're gonna sit there and talk shit. Like, come on, man, have some fucking class. And <laughs> and that's another thing. If you're gonna talk about class, I'm calling out this Scholastic League gun because it's <laughs> it's pissed me off. So listen, if you're winning, if you're in a championship game. Yeah. Game three, right? You're playing the best of three series. Game three, I know it's not best of seven, dog shit, whatever. But best of three, right? There's yeah. a female on the one team, and there's another female on the other team. Um, you know, fuck it. I'm, just, I'm calling these teams out. Northampton fucking Parkland, yeah. right? So Parkland has a team, or they're up, I think, by four goals in the third period championship game, but they have mm-hmm. a girl on their team. They didn't play her at all the entire game, right? Northampton has a girl on their team that played the entire game, but Parkin deliberately. Who, who, who are you talking about? Alyssa Rubel. Alyssa Rubel. Yeah, oh my she's god! A fucking yeah. Stud. She's yeah. A stud. They fucking deliberately went out, made lines at her to try to take her out. Like open ice hits on the boards, like jumping into her. Like they weren't just you know pushing her off the puck. Like TJ, they were legit trying to blow her the fuck up. And I'm thinking to myself like. All right, I get it's a championship game. She can hold her own. She's probably tougher than 90% of those kids on both teams. Yeah. But it's just the point behind it. It's like, why are you trying to blow a girl up in men's hockey? And you guys have probably 100 pounds on her, probably double her size. Skill-wise, definitely not near as good as her. But yeah. it's just it's, – it's, it's probably the fact that, you know – They can't keep up with her, and they're the fucking fact. sending their worst players out yeah. to take her out. It's just – it's dog shit. It's, it's legit it's dog a fucking, shit. It's the coaching staff for Parkland as well. You know, you, you got to have a fucking limit. I get it. You know, she's out there playing with men, like young men. Yeah. I get it. And she chose to do that. And I, I've seen Lissa skate. I, you know, I actually, one of my kids in the beginning of the season, a Lehigh said, suggested her to play with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. watch her and she can handle her own. She, she can play and she knows the uh, repercussions of playing with young men and yep. I respect her for doing that hands down and for the, the coaching staff of Parkland to have their kids fucking take a run at a girl like you gotta and not play their you female gotta, you got a millimeter dick that's what I'm saying if you're yeah. gonna fucking take runs at girls and, you know you're sitting there and you got the, the kids taking runs and talking shit and come on man like like I'm not fuck up. I'm not taking the fact away that they won the championship right no, listen won it. Hands you want it won. That, by, by all means Good for you guys. I'm not going to, you know, try to deprive you of saying that you guys didn't deserve the win. You guys did. You outplayed them. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You outplayed them, right? But it's the way you handle yourself off the ice, right? If you're going to talk shit, right, call it a 10-peat. You guys realize the 10-peat is 10 years in a row consecutively, not a gap in between there. I'm pretty sure you guys lost between 2013 and 2014. Yeah. But that's just my recollection, my recollection there. But anyway, it's kind of one of those things that, you don't need to be dicks because every time you guys go to the Flyers Cup, you guys get knocked out first round playoffs. So it's like the LVSHL is not something you want to be proud of, like winning. It's six like, fucking teams, man. It's six teams. <laughs> the worst part is, is like half these kids can't skate in the league and you guys are talking shit like you're like going to the East Coast or like the Fed. And like, 
half you guys don't even play double A or single A or even travel hockey. So shut the fuck that's, up. And that's the thing too. Like you know, <laughs> like you know, some of these kids, like in my area up here where I'm at, in, you know, Lancaster County. I know players in your fucking county. I know players in Delaware County. They're playing high school and club. Yeah. Like I know that. I don't know anyone, anyone from Parkland. No, I don't. The only guy that I know is Stavecki and Dennis, and that's just because they're local kids. And I worked, um, I had like a practice with them before. And like the one kid, Dennis, man, like I'll tell you right now, the kids that play for Parkland aren't yeah. dicks. They're not douchebags. I mean, the kids at least I worked with, like Dennis and all them, by like, yeah. they're they're good kids. You know what I mean? It's just kind of one of those things, the, the predicaments they're in. They're playing in a tough game. It gets out of hand sometimes. And I get it. I was in that situation. So I'm, I'm not trying to degrade the organization. I'm not trying to, trying to bring down or, you know, like I say, deprive I mean, them of their I, win. I, I will because you're fucking taking runs at a female. And you, but, don't even, and you don't even play your own fucking female in the game. And, but that's the thing. It's the way that they hold themselves and the way that they, you know, walk around like they have a 10 fucking foot cock and they don't. And, no. and it's it, ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and you're, you're saying, oh, we got 10 district championships. How many, yeah. state, how many state champions or whatever you got? What's, what's above that? State? State championships? Yeah, like Flyers Cup yeah, shit. how many do you have there? Like district championships? Settle. Shit, like settle. Yeah, I can answer none. that right now. You have none. So, and, and that's the thing. And then, you know, you, I, I don't know, man. I was really hoping for Northampton just because they haven't won in forever. And Yeah, and they're, and they're saying, oh, we don't have any competition. Northampton took you to fucking game three. Game three, bro. Game how three. do you mean there's – well, let me tell you right now. Whoever's running that fucking Twitter page, you're – Dumbass, man. Yeah. Like, you clearly don't know hockey, and if you say you do, fucking rethink yourself. Yeah, reevaluate your fucking situation. Like, like, take a look in the fucking mirror and re-fucking evaluate. Ten feet, my ass. Oh, my God. Hey, I guess just... what? I got a fucking ten feet on fucking NHL fucking 19. Does I got a ten feet fucking system? McNugget before, yeah. but you don't see me fucking throwing that on Facebook. Look at my fucking McDicks. Ten-piece McNugget. Yeah. Throwing up ten feet. Fuck off. Sorry. Anyway, actually, I'm not sorry, but you're welcome. <laughs> but I'll tell you right now, um, it's kind of one of those things, too. Like, when we're trying to critique certain guys and stuff like that, yeah. it we try to, like, better them. And not necessarily, like, on the ice, but even off the ice. Like, we're, we're assholes to people. We're kind of hard on people. But in retrospect and in the end of everything, we're trying to just tell people how it is so that they realize, like, being in someone else's shoes – it, it sucks in certain situations. Do you know what I mean? And like, like I said, it's kind of, even when we go hard on like some of our players, like we try to fucking critique them super hard just to get them better. We're not doing it to be assholes and belittle them. It's just, they'll know for next time, like, Oh shit, I'm not going to do that. You know? And I, I just feel like a lot of people don't understand that and they get super soft. And that's where we got like that whole topic last time, you know, yeah. kids soft 2019 or whatever. It's just, and, and for, for the, you know, even when I, I way back when I first started coaching, man, like the kids I had, I, I was very hard on them. And, you know, to this day, the, the kids still call me or text me saying, hey, what's up, coach? How you doing? And shit like that. And there's a reason why you got to be hard on kids these days is because, you know, they, they, they want to fucking just, you know, strive through life thinking shit's given to them. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? And it's, you get their parents, you know, and, and this is every fucking sport, every sport, you get the parents stroking, stroking their fucking ego. Oh my saying, God. Saying you're this, you're that nobody's above you. I get it, man. As a parent, I want my kids 
to That's be the fucking best. Wayne Gretzky. I want my kids to be the best in something, you know, I want them to be their self, something they're, you know, I don't want them imitating something they're not, you know what yeah. I mean? And that, and that's what I strive with my kids big time. You know, my, it's funny, you know, my kid sits there and he, he understand like I'm a huge Flyers fan, huge Philadelphia sports fan, you know, and of course, you know, my, my oldest landed, my son oldest is, uh, he's a fucking San Jose Sharks fan and, and he's, he's a, he's a Flyers fan as well, but you know, he knows I'm a huge Flyers fan and he tells every, he plays around the house and he goes around, Oh, I'm Simone Gagne. You know what I mean? I, I get it. You know, he wants to be something like that, but I try to, I try to tell him like, be yourself, man. I, yeah. I tell my, I tell my hockey kids the same thing, you know, be yourself, do something yourself and don't try to do something. You're not like, Oh, I seen Johnny Quick do this. No, you're not Johnny Quick. You're, you know, Johnny. You're, you're fucking Max. You yeah. know what I mean? You, oh, I see fucking Sidney Crosby doing this. Uh, I go to the backhand every time, Keyshawn, and you should go forehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and to the kids listening out there, like, it's okay to have a fucking role model. It really is. And I had role models growing up. I, I wanted to play like Eric Lindros, but, you know, I, I was myself. Yeah. And to the kids, you know, Go out, prove people wrong. That's what you need to do. The doubters, prove the fucking doubters wrong, and and you will succeed in life. Don't and, listen to the fucking bullshit. And it's okay to fucking go to your parents for fucking help. It really is, but it's you need to listen to your fucking coaching staff and and your and your teammates as well. And another thing to touch on that. Is, Sorry, Mike. Sorry. No, I, it's, no, you're good, man. I'm I'm definitely touching on that because that that it's. It's another thing too. It's like you're gonna make mistakes in life, and especially not even in hockey, but off the ice. It's like you only learn from your mistakes, and you're gonna think people are gonna fucking rip your head off, and people are gonna scream at you for fucking up. And if it happens, it happens, man. Just you know, take the you know you're you're getting chewed off a little bit, and then move on. It is what it is in life. People, ha- it happens to people sometimes, and we don't want you guys that listen to think like you can't go to your coaches for advice because they're the coach in coaches eyes. You're not just coach. You're not just their kids that they coach. You're also their kids to them because they take care of you for 60 plus games throughout the season. So they're going to listen to you. They're going to, they're going to listen to your complaints. You're, you know, why you're upset or, and another thing too is if you're struggling in something, especially, I mean, even on the ice, if you know you're weak in something, you got to work on it. Work on your biggest like weakness because it's only going to build you as a player on and off the ice. And it's going to make you mentally stronger because knowing that you can officially get something done that you couldn't do previously. And that's, that's a huge thing in my mind because hockey's, I think, 80% mental, mental and then 20% skill. And if you think you can play well, the skill just comes along and you oh, can build off down, that. Hands fucking down, man. And, and that's the biggest thing. I mean, one of the worst players in the world. It, it It's really one of those things that you go out the next day saying, like, I'm going to skate a little bit farther. I'm going to stick handle a little bit farther than yesterday. And even if you take three strides and you fall and you take six strides the next day and you fall, you're improving. Oh, so yeah. don't let anyone tell you that you fucking suck and think that you're you're not going to get any better because you are. <laughs> in your mind is where you have to get better with yourself. You have to accept the fact that you're not good now, but you can be. So again, for all this mushy stuff we're talking about, it's just real life. And we're not trying to, 
get soft on you guys. It's just we hear a lot of complaints, and we know a lot of kids that go through rough times, even playing juniors, thinking that they don't have it to make it to the next level. You do. It's just the fact that you prepare yourself mentally for what's coming next. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, and it, it, to touch on that is, you know, you know Zach, Zach Saylor, the kid that came in to yep. help us during yep. camp. So little story with Zach is Zach was my goalie for U18s. Mm-hmm. And he was having a tough time. He, he's like, he felt he couldn't stop anything. He looked at, pulled me aside after practice one night and said, coach, I, I don't want to play anymore. I can't, I can't stop anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I shit you not, man. I, I pulled him to the side. I said, Zach, I said, I need you to do me one thing. Quit fucking thinking so much. Just stop the puck. It's not that hard. I said, put You're your weird. body. I said, get your fucking angles, man. And Mike, I tell you, and to this day, and we talk about it, we went on a fucking 12 game winning streak and went to the fucking championship game, like in the yep. season. For it's NJYHL. all mental. It's all it mental, really man. Is, man. And, and to critique these guys, all the kids that I had through my, my coaching career, is they'll tell you, man, they, they thank me. Yeah. You know, they thank, and like you touched on it last episode, like, like coaching's a job, like I get it, but you know, you have to be on. You almost got to be on the kids level as well and, and to guide them through life and be a mentor. And that's what I, I love to do, man. I, 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 I love, you know, helping kids out. I want to get them to the next level. I want them to succeed on the ice. And, you know, some, when you, when I first came, you know, to the revolution, man. And when we came in, these kids looked at me like, who the fuck is this guy? And then now like I tell them like, it's the little things in life that they do, man. It, it makes a difference. Like, you know, we had fucking Owen Newhouse. Like, it's the kid, kid's fucking nasty. He's a good player. And I, I off a of face-off one time, I said, listen, literally take a step to the left and fire at far corner. What's he do? Fucking scores. I go, weird, huh? You know, same, same thing with fucking Avelino. Wow, fucking, weird. Yeah, get the puck off your stick and you're going to score more, man. And but that's kind of – it's kind of one of those things, too, though. Like, I love listening to the players that – think that they deserve playing leagues that they would definitely get smoked in oh, and that. yeah it's like bro get out of your barney world like you're on cloud fucking nine if you think you're gonna go play na next year or go and play usphl or something like that I'm like no offense if you're playing like ehlp or you're going to play usphl or something like that yeah. chances are you're not making na next year it, it's they NA teams or USPHL teams or I'm sorry, yeah, USHL teams, um, so on and so forth, OHL, etc. They basically have their kids lined up for the next year. So if you're not already reaching out to them before you're already playing USPHL or you know what I mean, they don't know who you are. So unless you're standing out and going to their camps and putting up like 15 points in like you know scrimmages, they're not even gonna look at you. Like, no, I hate to say that. I totally agree, man. And that's a, it, it, it's, it's very true that you say that because some these teams are already looking for next year. They got their guys lined up. You know, yep. what they do during the summer from, you know, March until August is they go to these showcases and look for that one player out of 400 that, kids. That, yeah, that one player in that showcase. Then they'll go to Michigan for another player. Then they'll go to Florida. They're, they're probably looking. They're looking all around the country. They're looking just around to get, the country, but they're literally looking for four to five kids. Out of, like, a state or something like that. And that's the thing. It's like, if you haven't heard of, like, you know, an invitation, to like, hey, even come out, even if you have to pay $100 to try out. Like, and for those people that go and pay a certain amount of money 
to just go and try out and don't make the team. I hate to tell it to you. Um, they're just collecting your money. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. But, hey, I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. But <laughs> it's uh, it, it just – it kills me because, like, I know players that can make it to certain leagues. But, like, they're playing in a league now where they're, they're producing, but they're not top of the league. You got to be top of the league to even make NA. You literally have to outbeat all the teams in your league points wise, playing time wise. And it's like, if you're not, and you're not healthy all year round, yeah, it's slim to none chances, my friend. I'm, I hate to say that Listen, again. We're not, but... we're, we're not fucking, you know, down in these players are trying to do it. We're not. It's just real. It's real, it's life. real life. Like, we, yeah. want, we want you to succeed. We want you, but you got to fucking reach out like four months ago. Like, we can't, we're not like, as a coach, we can only do so much. As a player, if you want to excel, you can go to the coach and say, hey, I want to go play here next year. Can you help me? Not yeah. do it for me, but can you help me? Which means you got to do something on your end as a player to go to that team or that organization and say, hey, I want to try out for you guys next year. How can I? And then if they tell you what you're supposed to do. You bring it back to your coach. Hey, this is what they told me to do to make it next year. And if, they, if you have to wait an entire season, put up 50 points or – you know what I mean? Just put in the time and effort and you don't and it shows on the ice. That's your own fault. Yeah. So I don't know. That That's one of those things that kind of gets me a little frustrated because like I hear kids all the time saying, oh, well, I'm going to go play NA, NA next year. Or like I'm like thinking to myself like NA3? NA? Like the real NA? Yeah. I'm like, okay. It's you just got to it's and, and that's the thing, too, is, you know, in the in this same same subject here is you know it's with the parents you know building their kids to play in this this you know leagues next year like for na fucking ushl usphl and it's you're building them up to fail basically and and i mean that in the nicest way if that makes sense yeah no that makes sense you know what i mean because it's it's you hear you hear like chatter through the rinks and shit and you hear these these people like oh you know my kid's gonna go play usphl next year but he's playing fucking na3 you know what would be nice to actually see (laughs) it would be nicest for some of our viewers that actually are playing in some of the higher leagues like na ohl whl ushl stuff like that if listen if you guys are listening right now, if you guys have a before picture of where you started and where you're at now, I would love to see that on Dusty Absolutely. Dimes like inbox because like this is just kind of a proving point for all of us just to say like you worked for it, you got where you're at, and I get hockey's expensive. It's not a cheap sport and like that's the whole point of I hate to say your parents, but your parents are your support system. You know what I mean? And if yeah. they're willing to support you the whole way, you're going to make it a, a long way. And, you know, financially, it's tough. I get that. We've all played there. We all played juniors in some sense, and it's not cheap. But like we said, there are ways to get payments. The ADMs, um, you know, it's like payments you can do. Um, And it's just other organizations are cheaper than certain teams. And you can find good teams to play for. And like we said, if you make an NCDC team, boom, you're not paying again. So, and and to touch on that, Mike, is the whole thing with the junior scene, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, your parents want you to do this, your parents want you to do that. And again, and you know me, man, it's, it's what you want to do. It's not really what your parents want to do, but I get it. Your parents are paying, but 
if, for example, you had it's your first year in juniors, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and you're doing okay, you got, let's say, you know, 35, 40 points, right, and your parents want you to go to the NA next year. And mm-hmm. I said this before, and I'll preach it again. It's your first year of junior. You probably have two to three years of junior left. Play in the in, in the in the same league you're playing in next year. Put up better numbers. Get looked at. Then you fucking move on to the next league. Exactly. This guy's the limit, man. You can only move up. Yep. You can only fucking move up. If you're doing that well to move up, teams are going to look at you. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, even on top of that, it's kind of one of those things, like, after games – we don't expect kids to when we ride a bus like when we're done with the game and we're about we're on a roadie or something like that and we're getting on the bus you shouldn't be calling your parents right after that and being like oh well how did i play yeah like fuck. parents are not coaches man like stop looking for like not i'm not saying it seeking but like you're consistently expecting like your if your dad is Listen, I get some of you guys look up to your parents and your dads and whatnot, and they apparently played college hockey, but then you look up their stats, they played D3 club for fucking, like, God, who knows, like, Wyoming. Fucking Omaha. Yeah, like, nowhere in fucking, you know, you know what I mean? Nowhere to play. Anyway, stop calling them and asking for advice because, like, your current coach is hired for a reason. He's there to do a job. And for you to go back and be like, hey, how did I do? And right away, your dad or someone's like, oh, you played like shit. But then your coach just reads off stats like, oh, everyone else went minus seven. You go minus two. Like, you played the best out of all of that. And that fucking irks me to no end when especially we as a coaching staff will tell someone like, hey, you had a phenomenal game. And in your mind, you're like, no, I played like shit. And then all of a sudden, we read stats out. And then you're like, oh, well, I didn't play like shit. And then you go call your parents. Well, son, you played like shit. Oh, fuck, dad. You're right. It's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> like, and it's, what, you, don't, you don't have to score fucking nine, nine points in a game to do oh that. Oh, my God, no. Don't. You and really don't. And, and that's another thing that kills me, too. I, I watch so many videos where kids literally attempt to blow people up to make a good play, quote, unquote. Yep. And you don't have to, man. Like. This game has evolved so much to just nothing but pure skill that you do not need to make these big hits to make a good play. Like, if you just push someone off the puck and just nuisance and, like, just take the, like, passing lane away, you're doing a phenomenal job, especially as a defenseman. If you're back-checking as a forward, you take the puck away or you take the third guy high, you're doing your job. It's, like, the simple things nowadays really go a long way in hockey. And kids don't really – I feel like they overlook that. They kind of yeah. think, like, they have to do more than they should. And it just – not just only frustrates them, frustrates the team, the coaching. And you don't have to, like, be, like, super skilled anymore like you do, but you don't. It's, it's all about it's – every, It's everybody's got a fucking role. Yes, yes, yes. That's you know, exactly I, I what I'm looking and for. I don't, I, don't, I don't tell my kids to fucking kill somebody. I want them to, like – yeah, lay them out. Let them know you're there. It's not goon hockey. It's it's yeah. You know, exactly. you go out, you go out, you step up and hit somebody the first shift, and they're like, "Oh fuck, I'm not going after that guy with the puck." It, it gives you time and space, yeah. and opens up, you know, for you to get the puck and give your skilled guys more room. And that's kind of one of those things too, where I, I jot down in my notes where it's like replacing goons with skill. I kind of wish I rewrote that a little bit because there's not really. 
any goons you can call in the NHL or there's still goons in like, you know, juniors and youth hockey and stuff like that. But you don't really see that in higher hockey anymore. Like it's kind of like, if you even look at like John Scott, you really can't call him a goon, but like he's known as to be a fighter and he doesn't fight that much anymore. Don't get me wrong. And like, look at Brian Boyle. They're not like the goons that they were once called when they first started playing. And, it's because the game has changed so much, and so did they. Like, they still will have to fight for their teammates, and, like, they'll stick up for them. Don't get me wrong. I think anyone would. But it's just the whole thing where hockey has evolved to such a different skill set and nothing but pure speed to where yep. defensemen, the smaller D-men, are now able to play in higher leagues because they're faster and they can keep up. And it, it's a beautiful thing to witness, too, because it gives smaller guys – opportunity to play in the best league in the world and yeah. it gives the younger kids that are looking up and thinking like back then when we were younger like we remember when we were young you were basically told like if you're small you're not playing in the nhl or like oh NFL. yeah it's like, you know oh, what i mean you're you're 510 you can't play now exactly yeah now and now it's almost like half the league is 510 and you know what i mean and it's, it's amazing to see so for those people that think that they can't make it because they're small or anything like that that's bullshit it's absolute bullshit. You go can watch, make it. Go watch fucking Travis Konechny beat the shit out of Jordan Emberley yesterday and tell me you can't. That's what I'm saying, man. And it, it, it's just all a mentality thing where we go back to it. You really think – if you think you can make it, you can. It's just how much work you put behind it. Um, but, I mean, and that's the thing, man. That's why I love hockey. It's such a beautiful sport and also such a physical sport. And for people that never watched it before, you fucking got to. You got to, man. It's like <laughs> – it's so in the camaraderie, man. And, I, and like you say that, I, I, I want to bring something up off topic here. Hell yeah. You know, with the whole Carey Price thing, it's going around social media right now and him meeting that kid. And for you guys that don't know, this this young gentleman, I, I don't know how old he was, but, you know, he went to the, the Canadians practice and his mom, it was her dream for her son to meet Carey Price. And she passed away due to cancer, I believe. And that was her ultimate goal. And finally, the kid actually went to practice, hugged Carey Price. And it's just the meaning behind that, man, it's it's just so special. It's it, it, Hockey's a sport that is like no other. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. very, it's very touching. It, it really is. And, you know, you know, you see these videos like, you know, Mitch Marner the other day. You know, some little girl was waiting in the hallway for him. He ran up and hugged her, and you get these kids asking for fucking sticks and pucks, and it's just – it's a beautiful thing. It really is. And it takes you away from, like, you know, everyone's perspective when they don't watch hockey, and then they're like, oh, well, hockey's nothing but fighting, blood, gore. They're nothing but, you know, they're hockey guys. You know what I mean? They don't really have a heart or anything like that. And it's like you watch videos like that, it's like – you don't really know what hockey players are like off the ice. The biggest fighters off the ice are the sweetest guys off – or I'm sorry, the biggest fighters on the ice are the sweetest guys off the ice because it's just one of those things that they're very humble. Oh, and yeah. they don't they don't come out of there thinking like, oh, I just fucked that guy up. Like I'm walking around, with, like I said, with a 10-inch or 10-foot cock. And like they're, they're literally the nicest guys. And they appreciate – Every fan, they appreciate everything that they have because they fought so hard to get in that league. And they're, they're not trying to lose it. They take it all in. And it's just like for you, like we always say, you younger guys that are coming up and fighting your way to get better, you can do it. I mean, they did. It, 
there's no ability to stop or to say no that you guys can't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's to say that as well as, you know, you and you know, this and the audience might not know is my, my younger sister is uh real good friends with uh, Shane Goss, bear's girlfriend. And for Christmas, uh, he actually personalized and signed two pictures to my boys. And like he did that and it meant the world, it meant the world to my boys. Yeah. That's you know what I mean. It's just a picture like that, and you know, just it, it meant everything to him. And I applaud Shane for doing that, and my sister for for doing that as well. And it's just it, it's a great thing. It really is. So, um, not to really change the subject, but I mean, we do have a couple fan questions. We want to touch on them. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, you, you we both want to answer, we can both answer these questions if you want. So, yeah, yeah. Why not? So, who was your favorite team to play with or hang with? I'll let you answer that first. <laughs> um, in, in a junior sense, to hang with, I was, I, I loved our Rebel Boys. In a pro <laughs> sense, I, I loved hanging out with the Phantoms. Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool because when I was working with the Phantoms, you get to see how well they are off the ice like you know physically and how well they keep themselves and you know i got to play a couple games of suey with them um actually met biz nasty a couple of times when he played down for the monarchs so that was yep. pretty cool so it, was, it, it i got a couple of cool experiences i met a lot of good guys a lot of i met a lot of good people that actually you know are either playing in the nhl or got sent down the coast still playing in the a um stoli good guy nice but uh to play with most fun I had to play with. All right. This could be a throwback. It's not juniors, but midget 16 was my Comets year. Yep. So this team was around probably like 2010, and then they folded. But we – I remember we were the last team to make playoffs. Uh, we go against our rivals, the Blast, and we play against – we just beat Birch Battalion in overtime to go to semifinals. They come up to us, and they're like, hey, you guys have 30 minutes till your next game. So we couldn't even get undressed. We just grabbed their bags, went to the rink next to us, and then we literally hopped on for warm-ups pretty much, right? Like, they're cutting the ice, and we are, like, dropping our bags, getting our sticks, and walking right out. Yep. And – I remember we it was a 0-0 game all the way until the third period, and then we scored, and then they scored. And we went to three overtimes. No one scored between 15 minutes of – well, five minutes of each overtime. And then we went to a shootout, and I was a defenseman my entire life. And my coach, like, looks at me, gives me the nod. I'm like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, the guy with the worst hands you give, you know, fucking <laughs> shooting. So I always had a move – that it wasn't necessarily a move. I, I'm a left-handed shot. Was it the I, forehand forehand? No, it was not the forehand forehand, surprisingly. I actually had a pretty good shot for once. And uh, I always went out wide right, boy, real hard right to near post, and I shot far side. And I was about, I would say, 90, 90% on this, especially in practice and games. Yeah. So I get him to bite. He drops. I literally hit the corner of the crossbar and where the post meets, and it fucking shot up. And they come down next fucking or the next shot they scored. Our next guy comes down and he misses and we lost. And I just remember like kicking myself in the ass. But like hands down the best team I've ever played for because the camaraderie and like just the brotherhood behind it. And we like 
we weren't expected to go all the way, and we did. And uh, unfortunately, we came up a little short, but that was probably one of my best years. I miss it. Nice. I miss being young. What about you? I would, I would have to say my favorite team to play with would be in <laughs> – it's it's inline hockey. It was it was pro inline. I'd have to say the uh, New Jersey Savage Wolves. When you know that's when that's team, same team Scott played on as well the year after. But the year before, you know, we had a great group of guys. And uh, and to touch on to touch on the next question, and it, this goes with with the same team is somebody asks is what is your all time favorite memory in inline hockey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it would have to be the same team, the, the the New Jersey Savage Wolves. We went out, we uh, we went to play Narch. Team got put together. We went to play Narch in Reno, Nevada, and uh, you know we're we're all fucking jacked up. We're playing. We're all hanging out. We're we're walking along the town. You know, just fucking annihilated. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because we're all away, we're young, we're getting drunk, we're playing hockey, we're out there, you know, and uh, we ended up going three and zero round robin. We won the playoff game, then we go to the championship game, right? Mm-hmm. And we made the championship game. Nobody expects us to do it. We're playing the Mission Lucky Stars, right? Lucky yeah. Charm, Mission Lucky Charms, right? That that was their name. And we go out the night before we're, we're just, we're drinking, having a good time. We're gambling. We go to the club. My buddy Eli's walking around the club and we can't find him. So, oh, no. so, so we're walking around, you know, it was, it was Eli, myself, you know, uh, our buddy, Billy Katinsky. And, you know, we're walking around looking for fucking Eli and he's nowhere to be found. He's up in his room with a female, and we knock on the door, and he answers the door, and aviators and a cowboy hat covering his dick. <laughs> Fuck naked. <laughs> Yeehaw. So, so I'm like, all right, man, uh, we'll come back, right? We, come, we, we go downstairs, we come back, he answers the door again. This time, he's got the aviators on with the cowboy hat on his head, just standing there, dick in hand. Like, it, it's just ridiculous. And, you know, he he's like, all right, man, well, I'm going to come down. I'm like, all right. Long story short, you know, he he's doing things that I really can't discuss right now on, on the podcast, but he points at us, and he's like, yeah. So he comes downstairs, blah, blah, whatever. We fucking – start you know partying again mind you this is like two o'clock in the morning and we play at 8 a.m the championships at 8 a.m the next morning we all go to sleep we wake up long story short we ended up winning the fucking narch championship uh that 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 year and we won the gold medal at the tournament and that that's probably my favorite inline hockey memory i have Hell yeah, man! Yeah, yeah. It's it was it was it was a fun experience, man. It really was. And I, I like those guys that I played with. Great group of guys, man. Real great group of guys. So I remember. Um, I, don't get me wrong. I definitely could have pursued prior pro roller. It was one of those things that I grew up playing, and um, I actually played down at Quake Town quite a bit. I was gonna play for like uh, Team Liberty, and then also I was gonna play for the Stingrays, yep. which. The Stingrays are an okay pro team, but 
it was kind of one of those things that I loved ice hockey at the time, and I just didn't want to get away from it. But anyway, to talk about a roller story, so I remember, I think I was like 14, 15, right? Yep. I'm playing in like some charity tournament, but like it's in Allentown, bro, like ABHL, some sketch ass like place. Like you can't leave this place at night by yourself because you're probably get either shanked, shot with like, you know, some heroin, like legit. You might step on a heroin needle. It's that bad there. Let me ask you, if you had the king with you, would you be all right? Oh, he's well known down there, man. I don't know. (laughs) he knows all those cats down there man but um so we're playing in this tournament and i i think it was like myself my one buddy we had a guy that played pro his name's jay allen jay allen i that to talk jay allen actually played out it with that narch fucking tournament we won the gold medal yep i i grew up playing with jay good old jay and uh he's the guy that actually wanted me to come play with him nice so it was kind of one of those things that um, I remember, like, I was young. I was just kind of one of the young kids con- coming through this, like, tournament. And everyone was like, who the fuck's this kid? So I remember he's – it was uh, my buddy Ben sets me up with a pass. And there was two defensemen back, but I split them. And I'm going straight to the net. Well, for some reason, I did, like, some bullshit 360, like, spinorama. But my stick was between my legs because I saw the pass coming. Yeah. No shit. In between the 360 – the ball hits my blade and it goes in top shelf. And I don't know how I scored it. I don't ask questions. This was a ball league. So you guys can talk shit all you want. Suck my ass. It was a nice goal. But <laughs> I remember uh, just looking at me. Jay looked at me like, how the fuck? And I was like, listen, I don't ask questions, man. And uh, that same tournament, we had a guy on our team that was pretty intoxicated. And he thought the ref uh called the penalty against us but it was for us like so he goes up and slugs the ref in the face no shit true story and i knew the ref so Vinny, i feel your pain man i was there for that uh yeah so that was probably one of my one of my best stories because i just never seen a ref get absolutely slugged in the face after we scored a goal so anyway it was pretty good time and it was from my own teammate but um (laughs) what's probably one of your best coaching experiences or memory my best coaching memory would have to be um, I was coaching U18 um, for the Flemington Hawks. And we went to – we had a tournament. and It was a Labor Day tournament in Aston. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we go in. Nobody knows who we are. You know, we played the rest in Raiders the first game and fucking smoked them fucking 5-1. to one. Uh, Played the Bowie Bruins. We beat them 3-2. And then I forget the third game who we played. I think it was the Delco Phantoms that we played. We smoked them five to one. So we went in a tournament and we had to play. We played uh, the little flyers, the Philadelphia little flyers in the first round of the playoffs for this tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're playing. We're tied two two. Uh, you know, going into overtime and, you know, my guys are fucking gassed. They're tired. And I, I literally, I called a timeout in overtime and I told these guys, I said, listen, you know, I'm proud of you guys, what you guys did. You guys overcame this tournament and proved everybody wrong. I said, and if win, lose or draw, I'm proud of you guys. I'm happy for you guys. And I, I, to this day, man, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was 25 seconds later in fucking overtime. It was a fucking tap in goal that one of my kids scored to end up going to the championship game. And we went, the kids were fucking happy as shit. 
mm-hmm. and we we made it a championship game, and you know we didn't make we didn't win the championship, um, but we lo- we lost. I think it was like four three. We lost in the championship, but that that's probably the best coaching memory I had was watching those kids and overcoming everything. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it man. was it was, a, it was great. I and those that that was probably and most likely the best fucking group of kids I've ever coached in my life. Yeah, that that's one of those things that you'll never forget the one team that yeah you went all the way with pretty much and or at least left the biggest impact with you. Yeah. And that's the one thing that like, you know, I coached only one season and um I fuck. Whoever if they're listening to this right now, if any of these guys are listening to this, they might fucking shoot me for this one. But I forget if it was sixteen double A right. So either yep. way. Either way, we were sixteens. Um but I remember like we were playing I don't know if it was Delaware Ducks. Either we were playing at our barn and um I think we were down by one goal, maybe like three minutes left in the game. We call a timeout and like I'm an assistant coach. I'm not a head coach and our, our head coach looks at me he's like draw something up. <laughs> All right, well here comes fucking SpongeBob Doodle for you. So <laughs> uh, yeah, like the little doodle man that yeah, anyway. So uh I fucking drew up a play, and I remember this kid, Eric White. I looked at him like, no, sure as shit. I knew that he was going to win this faceoff just because, like, he was, I think, like, all season about 90% of faceoffs. Like, he almost won every single draw. So I threw him in. I threw one, two of our biggest guys on the team. Like, just I slapped him from the net. I was like, listen, you're not fucking moving from this net. Like, you're going to be the biggest pain in the ass of the screen ever. So he won it back. No shit. Our kid takes a one T, and it just, like, beautiful screen comes back out to whitey he buries it and i was like oh my god that fucking worked and like it's my first year coaching the coach looked at me like (laughs) shocked and i looked at him shocked like oh fuck now what and it was like it was just so funny because we all made that look at each other like that really just fucking worked and we were just all sure shocked like damn yeah it was funny Uh, don't get wrong we didn't go and win anything after that like it was just one moment that was just like fuck yeah but uh oh no Actually, I got even a better moment. Fuck the Blazers. I'm talking shit on them right now. So we go down to this dog shit, sketchy ass area of a place you call an ice rink that literally looks like a goddamn warehouse with a flyer sign on top of it. It's fantastic. So you looks like you're about to park your car in a fucking like, you know, barbed wire fencing around there because it looks like okay. your your tire's about to be taken off. It's like when you come out thund- the game. Thunder Bay. Yeah, it, it was a fucking joke. And these kids, right, I think half of them live in a cardboard box the way they act because it, I swear to God, when they see water, it's like they're running for it. Like, they're excited. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. this These kids pissed me off because they're trying to talk shit. They're a last-place team in the entire league. They're trying to talk shit while my kids are stretching outside and, like, playing suey. So... Me being a young asshole, I'm only like, I think, 18, 19, like 16-year-old. So I'm still chirping. And uh, I fucking look at these kids. I'm like, yeah, how about you guys fucking win a game? And he looked at me like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking light you up. Not knowing that I'm the coach. I'm just like, okay, bud. We go out there. We shit stomp them. I think 14-1. They maybe had six shots. We had, I think, 40. Yeah. And – I remember they fucking threw a ball down at us um, after the game to try to be dicks because they went in the hallway afterwards trying to run their mouth. And I have, like, I had a pretty good size on, like, the 16 team. So my kids want to fucking murder them. 
So I throw them in the locker room. They kick a ball down, and we fucking kick the ball into our locker room, and we punch a hole in it, and we fucking toss it back to them. Bro, I never thought that – I literally thought we were coming out to our tires being slashed. <laughs> I swear to God. I, I never was actually nervous to walk out of a rink before, but, like, their parents were ready to fucking slit our throats. And I never – like, I walk out with a smile. Like, I was walking out with our coaches. Like, huh, fuck these kids. We Weird. walked out there, and they were just like, who fucking popped the ball? And it's like a fucking $3 ball they bought at Wally World. Like, buddy, you probably bought that with, like, your groceries. Settle down. Mm. <laughs> Like, just pissing me off. So, anyway, moral of the story, our car was fine. We made it out of there alive, but fuck the Blazers. So, we got uh, another question is, name our top five all-time players. Is that, like, NHL or is that just? Uh, yeah, NHL. Fuck. Uh, you go first. I, I, I got a three gonna, offhand. My my five would have to be uh, Gretzky, Hal. Crosby, Brodor, Lindstrom. And I got an honorable mention of Lemieux. Hmm. Fucking A. Sorry. Everyone, I feel like Gretzky is like, ah, oh, it's common, you know? I mean, that's just, uh, it, and I got the privilege of watching him, you know, growing up. And so, I mean. All right. Fine, 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 fine. Well, <laughs> fine. Uh, Bobby Orr. Love my yeah, man, Bobby. I... LeClaire. Can't go along with Claire. Steve Eiserman. He's a G. Um,. I'm trying to think of guys that are – I pretty much grew up watching. Pavel Datsuk was a god. Um, god, you said Marty Brodor too, you bastard. I love Marty. I used to talk so much shit on him growing up just because I didn't have him on a team. Um, actually, I'm trying to think of my fifth. My fifth – it's tough, man, because – Mario Lemieux is is phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like he's like a setting stone for a lot of players. But I I hate to say it, but like Ty Domi was the shit. Okay. Ty Domi was a guy you just did not want to fuck with, and he was a small guy. He was kind of one of the smallest guys in the league for his time, and he was like no one wanted to mess with him, and that's why I love. Yeah, I'm saying Ty Domi. Listen, he wasn't the most skilled in the world, but. He was a fucking badass, man. If you guys hate on that, fuck my ass. <laughs> but, um, oh, man. Who fucking asked this? I don't... <laughs> is it true your slap shot is that hard? Listen here, you little shithead whoever asked this. I can answer that for you. Yes, it is. It, it Put it this way. We had a goaltender pretty much scared because that was kind of a dick move on TJ, but it was fucking hilarious because... He just comes down, winds up on a breakaway from, like, top of the circle, rips it. Like, he gets a hold of this fucking thing. And I'm pretty sure, like, he felt it because he literally right away got out of the net. He's like, nope, nope, not doing that again. And I, I remember all everyone on the ice just started fucking pissing themselves because this kid was like, oh, T, like, he, TJ used to get in this kid's head because every time you score a slap shot, TJ's just talking shit. <laughs> oh, there's another one. What? Can't say that. If it was a beach ball, you probably couldn't save it either. And I'm just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, listening to this. But, like, he's hitting probably high 80s, low 90s well, every no, you time. Remember, I don't know if you're at the practice. Well, to touch on that question, guys, yes, I shoot a inline puck. The last time I got clocked was 101. And for the ice hockey, is Ross brought his, uh, his speed radar out. At practice the one time, and I think it was like ninety. I think it was ninety two or ninety three. I hit it, 
Yeah, that's before I hit it and broke it. <laughs> he was, I, Ross was fucking fired up because I I fucking drilled it. So yes, it, it's that hard, guys. It, it, to you know, Ross, why would you put it close to the net? Yeah, he did. He put it close to the net, and I I fucking drilled it. I hit ninety three, oh and I'm God. like, okay, sorry, Ross. Yeah, and then it, then I come up shoot, and I fucking hit like solid fifty sixty, and I just fucking hate myself. Thanks, TJ. Sorry. It reminds me of how bad I am at hockey. It's great. I go to my men's league game walking in. Like, oh, man, I'm going to score three fucking Genos tonight. I go minus six. <laughs> it's great time. Last last question we got is this This is a good one. Is toughest, oh, yeah. Toughest hockey fight you've ever been in. Hmm. I'll tell you one that I've actually got where I – I kind of deserved it, but I didn't. And it's going to sound so stupid. So it's actually a men's league, right? Yep. And it was actually last year. So I was talking shit, and I'm pretty sure it's a championship game, and we don't like this team. Like, my men's league team, we have a lot of skilled guys. We have a lot of young guys. But our older guys are very well skilled. Like, it's retarded because they pass better than me half time. So – it's a close game, and we're playing against Northampton. Um, yes, there's a men's league team for Northampton. It's youth all in men's league. Anyway, we're playing Northampton, and this guy's running his mouth at me, and I'm getting pissed off because we're losing. So I put my stick between his legs, and I'm starting to lift slowly. I'm kind of getting pissed off being a scumbag. I didn't cup check him, I promise you. It wasn't like, drop to his knees, and he's fucking grabbing his balls. No. I'm letting him know that I'm there because he's running his mouth at me. So I fucking hook him in from his ass, mm-hmm. bring him in close to me, and I fucking, you know, grab his, you know, his chest protector and I'm running my mouth. And they break us up, nothing happens, and some fucking guy is running his mouth from the bench. And you know me, I love to follow, you know, my mouth too, so I follow on over there, running my mouth. No shit, I don't even think I'm a stride away. I get fucking sucker punched by this guy so fast that I didn't even see it coming, right? So I try to react right away. My bucket's off. My head is literally hung over the bench. Yeah. And my hands are tied behind me because someone's trying to hold me from, you know, hitting him while he's just teeing off on my fucking forehead. Like, pure knuckle, just going to town. I get up, and I'm just looking, seeing stars. And I'm just, like, staring at him like, I'm going to fucking murder you. I've still yet to play him this year, and I've had multiple <laughs> times because he plays for two teams. So, listen, I'm just saying, your time's coming, and I didn't forget last year. So, if you're listening to this and you know who you are, keep your head up. But anyway, <laughs> that's just a promise. I'm not making <laughs> threats. I'm just saying I get even. Um, then we'll be even, you know, and I'll shake your hand afterwards. But, anywho. I won't forget that, and it was just a scummy move because there, I didn't have anyone on my team coming to fight for me or back me up unless it was the one guy that hopped off my bench, and he was the smallest guy, and he came over and started grabbing people because he didn't know where the fuck I was in this. So, yeah, it was a shitty a shitty move, scummy move, and like I said, I'll get even. I'm, I'm going to have to say the, the – it's, it's not really a tough fight, but it, it's – I was actually it was it was a game down in Virginia. I was playing for a New Jersey team uh, in pro inline, and we go down and you know Virginia that people don't know it's they got real big 
I mean, inline hockey down there with fans and shit. So um, we go down, you know, they, they had a nice, you know, tough guy, whatever. And I'm six foot. This guy was like six, three. He was their big fighter. And we go down and, you know, this is the first time, you know, Adrian's come down to watch me. She's actually watched me play. And, uh, you know, face off goes, this guy's like, you want to fucking go? I'm like, dude, the game just started maybe later, you know, periods go on. It, it was four periods at 15 minutes a period. So second period rolls around and, you know, this kid, this guy's fucking just chopping at my legs. And I said, fuck it. Finally. Right. Yep. I looked at this guy as like, let's fucking go now. Mind you there, there's like, fans on the along the glass and then there was a fucking awning that looked over the fucking rink so this place is just they they probably had i I, i'm not exaggerating probably 33 3400 people there jesus right for an inline game yeah and i'm like all right i really didn't want to fight because adrian was there and you know and she's never saw any of this shit so finally i just i go after this fucking guy and just just fucking pummeled this guy right just fucking pummeled him. Mind you, after the fight's broken up, their fans are fucking talking shit to me, right? <laughs> I look up at their fans. I'm like, who wants to fucking go now? Up at their fucking fans, right? Oh, my God. So third period rolls around. This guy, you know, in the box, he's telling me, he's like, we're going in the third period. I said, okay, whatever. And this time, he didn't realize, like, I could throw both hands. So he locked up my fucking right arm, Right. So I fucking switched it up and I fucking cut him on his fucking nose. There's blood everywhere, right? And I I look over and I remember this to a fucking T. I look over to Adrian. She's got her hands like covering her mouth like, holy fuck. Right? So that was probably the, the toughest, not the toughest, but like the fight I'll remember the most. The two fight, I had two fights in a game. And just fuck, yeah, fuck, man. just pummeled the guy. It's kind of one of those things too. It's such a satisfying feeling because, oh, yeah. like, you, you just know you're gonna pump the brakes off someone too. Yeah. It's and that's the thing. Like, in you know, Adrian knows, and you know, with fighting and hockey, and like, I, I it's it's almost like I don't want to say I black out, but like I I get hit, I don't feel anything, I just fucking go. <laughs> yep, that, and that's the thing, man. It's the adrenaline kicking in, yeah. and like. A lot of us know that feeling, and it's kind of one of those things too. Like you have to do it for your teammates to protect them. Oh, we're not we're not saying go out and like look for a fight and be that jackass. But like, if the situation comes around and you have to go, don't look like a pussy. And I wasn't intending. I I didn't intend on fighting. I really didn't. Yeah. But you know, someone calls you out, you gotta you gotta do it. So. And for everyone that didn't pick up on this, uh, fighting is without your helmet and gloves. I'm just throwing that out there. Just, just saying. Uh, but, I mean, other than that, guys, I, I we don't really have much more of a Monday meltdown for you. It's just we won't want you guys to realize that be humble on off the ice. It's, you know, if you're going to talk shit and you're losing, you look like a jackass. Put it up on the board, then talk shit. So, other than that, man, I don't really have much for you guys. And just enjoy your Monday and don't be a jackass. And you got uh... – the creative creative oh yeah 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 so again you guys been hearing for the past couple episodes if you guys have playoffs coming up or you guys need any team apparel um even if it's not for hockey but if you guys just want anything customized i'll do anything from t-shirts hoodies sweatpants shorts um it's creative t-shirt printing um their instagram is underscore creative t-shirt printing underscore and then if you go online to creative t-shirt printing.com 
Um, that's where you can make all your orders. And like I said, they're from Pennsylvania. They're around the area, so they can do any type of shipping. And uh, again, to Bear Beards, they're our new sponsor. If you go to either Etsy.com or if you go on Facebook, uh, Bear Beards, B-A-R-E-B-E-A-R-D-S. Um, look them up. It's like we said, it, they got their oils, bombs, um, any type of comb. They even have T-shirts. So they do have apparel for them. Um, and if you use Gong Show 10 on their website, Etsy.com, you'll get 10% off your entire order. So thank you again to Bear Beards and also Creative T-shirt Printing for the sponsorship. We do appreciate it. And more, again, more, more sponsors to come, boys, in the works right now. Yeah, so again, go give them a look if you guys need anything. But we hope you guys have a good weekend or a good week. Yep, stay dusty, Mike. Stay dusty.